Welcome back. This is the muster on a Monday afternoon, catching up with uh, Ben Dooley. I was going to say somebody else, but no, it is Dills farming down there at Wyndham, sheep, beef, and YouTube farmer. At that Dills, good afternoon. G'day, Andy. How's it going? Not bad. How's things in your neck of the woods? A little bit cooler today, as predicted. Yeah, massive, massive change coming, but uh, boy, crikey, what a week it's been, or two weeks it's been before this. So, not unexpected, but yeah, it's certainly going to be a bit of a shock to the system. Sets everything up, though, for the month, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yep. How are your covers looking there? Yeah, not too bad. Um, oh, we sort of, because we, we knew we were going to run out, well, not run out of feed a bit early, we run out of big feed early on, so we've been spread out for, oh, no, I want to say about three, three and a half weeks now. Um, we used to throw a bit of urea around just to, to keep on top of stuff, and it, it has worked. There's five or six paddocks that are probably a, a bit tight, but the rest of them are probably sitting around that, 14 to 1700 marks, so so not bad. Um, yeah, and hopefully there's enough there to get them through this next week. How's the animal health looking as far as bearings and the like? It seems to be a bit of it around this season. How are you faring? Yeah, we're we're up. So what are we up to now? We're probably sitting at just over half a percent. Um, we're probably over halfway through our, our, our normal period of, of having a lot of bearings, but we're probably a, a bit ahead too, so whether that carries on or what, I don't know. Um, not normally a big issue here. Like we're normally around that one, one point five percent will be a bad year for us. Yeah, but they're definitely there. Um, other things when we spread out, there were a few triplet ewes with a bit of milk fever or grass staggers, whatever it is. Um, I think about half of them have survived, and they seem to be going okay. But it's the old story that when you get them going, then there's, they've all got marks in their head. There's a fair chance you'll have them in the hole before the end of lambing. So we'll see how that goes. Follow that one through. Uh, as for everything else, it's just really casting. Uh, well, what do we land? Probably land about four or five ewes so far. Um, other than that, just really picking up casts and dealing with that stuff. So, yeah, they've been going quite well. Looks like you're having a good drop so far? Uh, you're reasonable. So, like, the, the main line are only just starting with their official start days tomorrow. The earlies have gone quite well. Uh, they're always a bit of a... Uh, they're not a, a good picture because... They're old girls, so if they get a really good opportunity and good weather, they, they can land quite high percentages, but at the same time, they they just don't quite have the milking ability. And a few of them are a bit lighter. They're they're in that mob for a reason. They're pretty much all work shoes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they'll pull 140% of the ram uh, tailing. And, yeah, well, the other ones aren't on the ground yet, so we won't make any comment about them. You've got some grass in as well. Yeah. Already? Well, 45% of the way done through that. I know a lot of people sort of raise their eyebrows at that and say, oh, you shouldn't do it. But we've done it for 11 years in a row now and we haven't had a failure. So, and I remember, was it was the year all the talk about the regulations with the sowing dates? And I put a two hectare paddock in on the 3rd of September and sort of hoped it would fail. And it rained and it snowed and it did everything for the whole month of September and that paddock still come up beautifully. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much risk in anything going on there, but um, it is good to have that bit of workload off because otherwise October can become a very busy month if you uh, don't take some opportunities when you can get them. Yeah, I've seen snaps yesterday. Somebody's done bailage of Brighton already. Yep, yep, I see a bit of that around. Um, like it has been, the, the last two to three weeks have been exceptionally good. The, the sort of six weeks before that were very nice, but there has been a period there, and like some of these places that are doing grazing or, or whatever they're doing, like they've got some. I'm sitting beside one right now. There's some pretty decent covers around on land that doesn't have stock on it. So yeah, I don't know whether that's a sign of things to come or whether it's just a, a very short patch where it's a, a 
good we start, but we'll see. Hey, Ben, we're talking a bit of wool today. Amy Blakely's on the show next. Um, regarding the petition she presented to Parliament quite a while ago now, she's finally had feedback regarding it. Yourself personally, what do you think of the wool situation? Do you, do you have any short-term hope, for want of a better word, or optimism? Oh, I just, just start by saying, uh, take my hat off to Amy and what she's done. She's actually good friends with my wife, Sarah. Um, it's bloody amazing that she got the petition there, and it's bloody disgusting that it took so long for it to be seen to. But we're at a point with wool where we just, don't get me wrong, would love to get more money for our wool, but it's just such a small part of our income that we're just sort of sitting there going, I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care. We do care, but... When it comes to selling it, we just we just send it to town and sell it, and whatever we get, we get because the few cents either way that we might be talking about just aren't worth fighting over. But yeah, we would certainly appreciate getting a lot more for it. I can tell you that. It's just frustration over the board. Andy Dennis brought up the uh, he had a bit of a brainwave before, and why would it be silly? Anything and everything should be on the table regarding um, using it as a short-term solution, perhaps trying to use a plastic or turning it, in, or turning it into an alternative for unwrapping um, baleage or something like that, if there was a possibility with um, Dagwall. Would you support something like that if we can get the innovations on board, and why can't we get the innovations would be the other question. Oh, 100%. Anything that can move volumes of wool uh, at at the current price or more than we're getting, I'm happy to support. Um, all we've got to be careful of is a lot of that stuff that has been done is talking small-scale stuff, but if you start talking, um, you know, replacing plastic packaging, that could shift a lot of product. So absolutely keen on supporting anything that happens there. And that's what we need to think about at the moment too because everybody just says it's a byproduct and it's going in these ditches, it's going around trees and the likes in the garden because it's just looked at in the way that it is, which is absolutely just ridiculous, but... What can you do? What can you actually do? Yeah, I mean, we live in the age where everyone talks about uh, they want the sustainability, they want the renewability, they want the, the clean green stuff, and wool ticks every single box there is. In yes, it does. But people, it just goes to show that people talk a big game. I've often thought, um, you know, we hear about people doing these surveys in the supermarkets and they go and ask people what they would choose and this, that and the other. You know, your, your, your low-carbon meat or whatever, or your, your pasture-fed. I've often thought we should ask them on the way out of the supermarket and go through the trolley as we're asking them and actually find out what they're buying because they say a lot of stuff and then they go to the supermarket. And I don't blame people because, let's be honest, financial times are tough for a lot of people right now. They vote with their wallet. Bacon's a good example of that. Absolutely. So people go into a carpet store or something, and yes, Walls in New Zealand have some good products out there. We've got a Nair house that sort of matches a mid-range synthetic carpet. Um, but people go in and they see the expensive wall carpets and they see the cheap uh, synthetic carpets, and a lot of them just take the cheap option because it's what they can afford. So, yeah, you can't blame people there, but it does tick all those boxes, and we live in hope that one day maybe, yeah... As Lloyd Christmas once said, so you're telling me there's a chance. Ben Dooley, appreciate your time as always. <laughs> Good on you, Andy. Ben Dooley, farming out at Wyndham. Up next, we are going to catch up with Amy Blakey. We're going to talk about this petition she put towards Parliament, um, and she's only had feedback recently too, so I'm looking forward to this chat. This is The Muster, Monday afternoon.